We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Clint, how you doing? I'm doing well, man. Y'all can call me dirty from now on because I plan on getting dirty with George's ass. I'll give you the politically non-correct answer. Let the nuts hang. Let the fucker fly, man. Well, you never know what the hell is going to go on in Morgantown. You get off the bus, it smells like straight whiskey. What other 50-year-old white man's out here doing a gritty that night? You know, whatever. But no, I'm serious. The lights went out. Don't worry, guys. Don't worry. It's Dabo doing the gritty. I say right foot creep. Cheers, boys. Welcome to Field of 12 After Dark. Uh, It's championship week, baby. And you got... uh, you got your boy Dirty and Hack on this thing, and and so <laughs> buckle up, baby, buckle up. We got a two man show tonight, uh, but we got a lot to cover, man. The the obviously championship week is is absolutely uh, big time. I mean, there was just a couple of these games in here that that really don't mean a whole lot relative to the college football playoffs and and the the final rankings. But but I tell you what, they're they're big time, big time games. Before we get started. I want to let everybody know we're powered by Bet Rivers. Make sure you get over to BetRivers.com, get you an account, get to rocking and rolling. I'm sure Hack will probably have a couple of lock bets for you tonight during the show sometime. If not, producer Dagan, when we get him on here, he damn sure will. We will think he's got you a lot. Yeah, we leave that, that shit. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You can also find us on the Sirius XM app. Uh, and don't ever forget – uh, you can always check out the merch store at fieldof68.shop. Again, that's fieldof68.shop. And look here, uh, the football can wait. The football can wait, Hack. I, I know it's 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 public knowledge. We always start this thing off with a little toast. I'm a new father, my man. I got a little girl. I got a nine-month-old, nine plus give or take a week, nine-month-old. It'll change your life, man. It'll, it'll change your purpose. It'll change your reason. Congrats on on uh, the future little one, man. Can't wait to meet him. Congrats, big dog. You and your wife. Appreciate it, my guy, Clint. Nah, I, I ain't going to top that, so I'll just, I'll just cheers to that with you. I appreciate it, my man. Ooh, hey, hey man, that is uh, – I'm telling you, Heck. I am telling you. You know, for me, real quick, I know, Heck, I know you ain't you ain't always the kind of put your heart out there, put your emotions on the – on the uh, on the old inter- internet, you know what I mean. Yeah. Now, I'm gonna tell you, man. The, the, all I ever heard about a, a little one coming into this world, it, it all came true. The, the 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 whole you don't you don't know a love like you like you're gonna experience. But I'm gonna tell you what. To all my 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 women out there, all my ladies out there, all all, all you mothers out there. I had I, I love I married my best friend, love her to death. I, I mean, an unbelievable amount of love and respect for her. But I tell you what, heck. 
after your wife delivers a baby, you're going to have a mm -hmm. different kind of love for that woman right there too. Boy, I tell you what, I, I mean, my lady, I, I wanted to wring her neck this morning that when she's trying to help me move some furniture, but boy, I tell you what, the amount of love and respect for her is something, something different after that little one comes along, man. No, I know it. And that's, I think that's the only thing we can't talk shit about ever as men. <laughs> Just, so, right. so, I mean, we can sit here and, and, and hypothesize and all that bullshit, but nah, it ain't, it ain't ever going to happen. So, uh, I could, I could definitely see that, man. But yeah, dude, we're stoked, bro. So it's, um, it's starting to get close to that point, like halfway mark where, you know, belly's starting to pop a little bit and getting the room right. So like everything, everything's coming a little bit more full circle now. So it's pretty cool, man. So we're, like I said, we're fortunate. Everything's going smooth so far and, and happy. So, um, Appreciate that. All right. Well, you just make sure the little hack knows what the Arkansas Razorbacks are when he's coming That's what up. I'm saying, you. man, I'm going to have to sit him down there, man. Shit. <laughs> Come on, baby. Come on right, down and do a little duck hunting. Right, I would introduce him to a little class big suey. Class of 2041 or some shit like that. But hell, hopefully Pittman's still there. See hey, what happens. That's right. Time. That's right. We'll see. We'll see what happens, man. Well, um, another thing, real quick, man, on a on a on a personal note, it, it is it is um my calls, my cleats uh, weekend in the NFL, which is, I mean, I don't know about you. I'm a sneakerhead, always have been. Uh, I, I love I love the kind of outside-the-box thinking of today's athlete and today's college football and today's NFL. And, and this my calls, my cleats thing is really cool. The Houston Texans, who I cover on a daily basis, um, they included media this year, Hack, and I, I want to show you. They uh, – they they allowed us to select our our own calls and did all the media some Air Force Ones. Mm -hmm. Um and and this is this is Emma's hugs. I, I lost my brother in 2016 to cancer, man. And before he passed, we um we started raising money for Emma's hugs. And and uh there's a really, really cool story. It ended up being a local a la the lady that ran it was actually literally had lived a mile away from my brother. Uh, when we decided to support that that cause, didn't know it. We but but uh, anyway, and so he chose that. And so when I had the opportunity, man, for for my brother and and for for Emma's hugs, I had to I had to make that happen. So big cheers, big big toast to the Texans for uh, for allowing me to to bring my brother back into the mix and and uh, talk a little bit about uh, Emma's hugs as well. So appreciate that. And that dirty water I'm drinking, that right there is for you too, Hack. By the way, I uh, I, I drink I drink. I'm a tequila guy. Uh -huh. I'm a uh, I'm a silver bullet guy, typically a, on in Blue Mountains. Yep. But today, I'm drinking that dirty water from, from my man Hack. All right, let's oh, jump boy. in a little bit of this football, man. What do you say? We got Power um, Five Conference Championships. We're gonna run down these things. There's there's either some some uh, there's a lot riding on these games, or there are definitely some interesting storylines in in these games. Let's start up in your neck of the woods, Hack. With the yep. Purdue-Michigan uh, matchup, Purdue sitting at 8-4, and four, Michigan sitting obviously undefeated at 12-0. and 0. Purdue has uh, those the, – the four losses are to Penn State, Syracuse, Wisconsin, and Iowa. I, I know you know both of these teams really, really well. Aiden O'Connell has been one of your guys all year long. Um, yep. Sometimes that's been a good look for you. Sometimes sometimes – Sometimes it's been one of those like, heck, I need you to explain, big dog. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, I uh, so so on on a bigger scale here. I think this weekend for me, I'm I'm really excited because 
a lot of these conference championship games mean more. What I mean by that is I think in previous years, it may just be me, be me feeling it and, you know, maybe not being as in tune as I have been the last two years. But I feel like, uh, you know, the four was pretty much set. Like everyone knew what it was. You had them going into it. I think this year, you know, there's some matchups, some rematches in these conference championships, which is great. Really? Um, you know, I, I just feel that this year there could be some mixing up going on. Um, and actually producer Dagan and I were talking before you got on about this game in particular with Purdue and Michigan, because it always seems like Purdue are those guys that go out there and slay a giant every year. They got two last year. They beat, uh, I believe they beat Ohio state and, uh, someone else who was really high. I got to go back and look at it, but they got two last year in the top five, Iowa, when Iowa was up after they got Penn state. So they got two in the top five last year. Um, haven't gotten any this year. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but um, obviously my guy in O'Connell, he actually tragically lost his older brother last week. Just found out about that. Um, so played the Indiana game, going to have a tough week. Hopefully he can get everything together and get ready for them boys uh, here heading into the weekend. You know, that's, that's terrible. And for him, you know, thoughts and prayers with him and his family, but um, you know, I think he's going to have to be a big factor in, in their ability to win this ball game. And that's what that was me bringing that up. And that's a, you know, it's one of those things where kind of out of the out of the game of football, bigger than the game of football, but we'll see what happens. Um, you know, it, all expectations to me, Michigan, Michigan does what they need to do and handle business. I think this is one of the more straightforward conference championship games, but the only team to come out of that scrum in the West yeah. that is dangerous was dangerous to me and, and kind of unpredictable was this Purdue team. I think if you had anyone else come out of that scrum who was kind of in there. Iowa was in there, Illinois even. Like, you knew what you were getting, right? I, I just feel right. like this Purdue team has been too up and down, too inconsistent. They could go out and go toe-to-toe with Penn State and the best of the best, Penn, just, just being Penn State using the example early season. But then they could also come out there and fuck around and get beat by Iowa who couldn't move a damn football three inches if you tried. So, at that yeah. point in time in the season. So, they're just really unpredictable, man. And that's, a, that's usually a tough opponent coming into a coming into a conference championship game with a lot of expectations. Heck, this is one of those games, and the championship games are 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 this way for me. I think you and I have worked together enough at this point where, man, I like we can sit both of these teams, even even eight and four Purdue, and you just did a great job of they, there's a lot of good to be to be discussed. And and you, you definitely get into Michigan. There's a lot of good to be discussed, but everybody in the damn country is discussing that shit. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. What what when I look at these games, what like with Purdue, I'm with you. It's got to be a slay the giant type of situation. It's got to be a Aiden O'Connell and and his his family situation. With that, that's something that dudes could play for beyond the game, right? Right. Um. But but when I look at that Iowa game, the Iowa loss, you mentioned it. The Iowa loss for Purdue scares the hell out of me. When I'm talking about possibly. Purdue being able to slay this this thing, right? Aiden O'Connell goes out there, throws for a buck seventy, which for him is is sub well subpar. Two interceptions, no touchdowns. As a team, they rush for eighty seven yards. And if you look at Iowa, I'm not so much worried about the, the point that Iowa scored twenty four points. I'm more dialed in on the fact that Purdue was only able to put up three on that defense. Mm -hmm. Right. And and I don't know the ins and outs of that particular game of, of of exactly how it all went down, why it happened. But as I look at that, Iowa's defense is absolutely legit. Right. Yeah. And you look at Michigan's defense. I think Michigan's defense is absolutely legit. So if if Purdue's going to slay this giant, I just don't I, I don't know how they're going to do it, given what we've seen versus 
like elite defenses, not just good defenses, but elite defenses. Yeah. I know you, and I want this. I'm gonna take it there, right? Mm -hmm. I know you like Penn State's defense, and they put up 31 on Penn State. Yeah. That does. Do, do, how, how do my question to you is how do you look at Iowa lost 24 to three, and then Penn State 35 31? Those are two very different ball yeah. games. Who is more of the real Purdue team, I guess, and is where I'm going. And that's the hard thing, man. Like, I don't I don't fucking know. Because they've, they've shown glimpses of both throughout the year, yeah. and it just hasn't been consistent enough on either side of the spectrum. And, and it's a program where even last year, when they did beat Ohio State and Iowa, when they were top five teams, like, no one was expecting it. And they didn't come out and, like, necessarily – I mean, they had a couple – they threw a couple monkey wrenches in the whole operation, but it wasn't like they were just, like, you know – blocking punts and you know returning this and right. pick sick like they came out and beat them like straight up beat them so um for the most part there was a little trickery in there but so i mean i think that this team's gonna come in with some with some gadgets with some junk with some momentum things i think it's a program like i said that's been there done that in terms of beating teams but they've never done it on this stage with these type of expectations with people actually talking about it right so yeah. i think that that's an element of it where you know michigan knows what they're heading into I think they all had a feeling um, of 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 uh, of uncertainty about this Purdue team. I think anybody watching the Big Ten consistently could sit there and say, to your point, they'd come out here and hang forty two on you, or they'd come out here and lay an egg. Like like you just right. don't know what it is, right? So, um, to answer your question, man, because I, I have a really hard time, and I don't know about you, but I have a really hard time like comparing like wins, losses, this and that, because I feel like in college football, there's too many damn variables, man. You got kids, you got break up with your damn girlfriend. There's there's just so much shit that goes into it for teams to be consistent week in, week out is really tough. I mean, what do you think about that statement to me? Like, that's just one thing that's well, really hard to do. I, I think I think it matters. Here's what matters to me is, I, I and you and I are, are, I feel like have two different perspectives as much as two quarterbacks can have different perspectives. Like, I feel like I played for more of a, of a Purdue-like team where I think you played for more of a, Ohio State, Alabama type team where you had you you y'all whether it was your year or just in general like y'all yeah. had a little different I think perspective of 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 the the game than than maybe we did um, so I feel like for Purdue it's it's you're inconsistent because you ain't good you ain't good enough to be consistent you don't have the dudes to be consistent every damn week week in week out when you're playing uphill. Right, the way that that Purdue has to has to do. The question is, can Purdue get up for one ball game against Michigan? Now, here's where I want to go real quick, though, Hack. I want yeah. like I've got I've done some digging in this Michigan game. I fully expected Ohio State to win that ball game. For the record, I, I fully expected Ohio State to not just win it, but I expect them to dominate that ball game and for this script to be flipped completely uh, than what I'm fixing where I'm fixing to go with it. So Michigan wins this ball game. They win it convincingly. They skull drag uh, Ohio State. If you watch the ball game outside of the first ten minutes, I don't. I'm not real sure that it's. I'm not I think real outside sure that, of five plays. Outside of five plays, it wasn't. It wasn't a complete ass whooping the way people. The way the scoreboard reflected and the way people thought it was outside of five plays. It's a lot of plays, Hack. But I'm. I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm, yeah. I, I agree. That's where I'm going. I'm glad you brought it up because yeah. that's exactly where I'm going. Like my concern with Michigan is that we're blowing Michigan completely out of proportion. Because you look at that ball game. J.J. McCarthy had a 69-yard touchdown, a 75-yard touchdown, and a 45-yard touchdown. Edwards had a 75-yard run and an 85-yard run. Outside of – in that ball game, right? In that ball game, 
they had two sustained drives. Yeah. The first drive that was a field goal, right? That that was a what I 10 play, 44 yards, and a field goal. And then whatever that that was where JJ McCarthy ended up running outrunning his offensive lineman to the damn end zone and scoring a touchdown. They went 15 plays, 81 yards, and chewed up damn that near was, eight minutes. That was it. That was, I think, to start the third or fourth quarter. It, it chewed up a ton of damn clock. Yeah, it, I think it straddled it straddled yeah. the third and fourth quarter. Yeah. But my yeah. point is, is exactly what you were fixing to make is those are the only two sustained drives. You couple that with the fact that you've got a, a young quarterback, young, inexperienced quarterback, who I think grew leaps and bounds last week, but I, I still think he's got a lot of developing and maturing to do. This is this may be a Michigan team that we're blowing a little bit out of proportion in terms of all of a sudden, maybe they maybe they jump Georgia, maybe they don't. If you really look beyond the box score, mm-hmm. those five big plays, man. They were big, and they won that ball game, but does it really mean that Michigan's ready to go four quarters blow for blow with a team in a championship or in the college football playoffs? Yeah, man, and it's hard because I don't want to give – I don't want to, like, take the credit away from Michigan for making those plays, right? And that, and that's where I got to toe the line of, like, bias within the, within the conference. And, like, it's just hard, man. But, like, to me, Ohio State – did their job again outside of five plays. And if even, even if they did their job for two, maybe three of them, I think we're still talking about a completely different outcome in that football game. However, again, not taking anything away from Michigan. They made the plays. They did it. They won it. Right. It completely in control of the conference. I just think to your point, they're not quite there yet in terms of turning the corner. I think they got the right pieces in place. The pieces aren't polished enough yet. And yeah, they're going to have to grow up really fast to compete with the Georgias. And even, I, I mean, I mean, I, really, let's just say Georgia, because they, they kicked their ass last year on national television in the first round. Right. So let's just say Georgia, right. They, to compete with Georgia and take that next step in beating powers outside of the big 10 conference consistently, yeah. that's where they need to go. And it's going to start, it's going to start here, you know, handling your business, being, being mature enough to handle your business in the big 10 championship game, which should be a walkthrough and then prepare for the first round. That's, that's where my eyes are with this Michigan. Yeah. Heck I'm, you know, I'm, I'm with you on the big plays. Um, However, I looked at that, like I'm, I'm watching Ohio state's ass got tight with about eight minutes left in that third quarter. That was very un Ohio state like. Oh, 100%. And, and if we're going to make the conversation about Ohio State, like, here's the thing, man. I, I, to me, the, the, the dominance factor that, that happened last year, the physical dominance factor that happened last year was out the window. I don't think you can make that argument. They didn't sack C.J. Stroud until, like, they were in the two-minute drill in the fourth quarter. Uh, I mean, Ohio State's defense, to your point, outside of an 85-yard run and a 75-yard run, held their rushing attack, which is supposed – I mean, granted, without Blake Corum, but – held their rushing attack to like, I mean, the two runs accounted for almost two thirds of their yards. Yeah. So, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, they were, they, they were stifling. Um, and then offensively, they just, uh, they were, they were running the ball at like 4.3 yards a clip Ohio state was, but then they abandoned it and they couldn't score in the red zone. Right. So like, it's an uncharacteristic team from Ohio state in terms of what it is. Right. I'm not going to make any more excuses for Ohio state. Whatever happens, <laughs> happens. We'll see what my thing is. No, nah, but dead ass. Like I, I'm still confident in that team. My my problem is is again, it just happens to be one of those situations to me where shit just doesn't lay out right. I I still think that Ohio State standardized from a standard standpoint, you get them a chance again. 
another chance, they're not going to fuck it up. They're not going to fuck up a second chance. They, they, they screwed this one up, but from my experience, it ain't going to happen again if they get another shot this year past, past just a, a New Year's Six Bowl game. Got it. Well, I, so here's here's where I want to go with it from a Michigan perspective, because like you said, I mean, if, if, if this this is about Michigan, right? Yeah. I feel like a a big part of as we've already established the big plays, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a very simple adjustment for Purdue to see a different Michigan, like what where I think where I think Michigan could potentially have problems is. And maybe it's not with Purdue. Maybe it's with TCU. Maybe it's with Georgia. Maybe it's with somebody down the road. Yeah. But where I where I where I'm still nervous for Michigan is if you sit back and you play, regardless of what's going on, I don't care if you're getting your ass kicked up front and you're giving up six or seven yards of carry. I don't care. I'm going to keep everything in front of me. I'm going to play the old school bend don't break. I'm going to make JJ McCarthy throw the football underneath over the middle of the field, wherever you, when you study him, he struggles. I'm going to make him do that because that's the one thing. I believe in J.J. McCarthy's athletic ability. I believe more importantly in J.J. McCarthy's swag and his confidence and his it factor more right now than I ever have. Look, I'm, I'm going to be honest. When when an Ohio State or a Michigan player gets tackled on the opponent's sideline and gets pushed in, it, hell, I, I mean, I, I think I'm a pretty brave old boy. It scares hell. I'm like, hey, can they, is that guy can come out of there alive? Like, it's it, they get down there and five or six guys are hover, hovered over them. I, I don't know exactly what's going on. And the way J.J. McCarthy just handled that multiple times yeah. was it wasn't the arrogance. It wasn't talking shit. It, it was just like, yeah, 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 man, I'm I'm good. You know, it was I, like yeah. I believed it. So yeah. I believe all those things about him. The yeah. question is, can he can he win a ball game having to go four, five, or six 12-play drives? Playing quarterback, yeah. And that's the yeah. thing is we haven't seen it either. Like he went 50% uh, in the Ohio State game, right? Yeah. And was chucking it. I mean, he was like 12 for 24, I think, or 13 for 25 or 13 for 20, something like that. But anyway, you know, it's right there. Um, and to your point, they had two sustained drives, right? You're going to eventually they're going to run into, and it was a part of the problem when they ran into Georgia last year in the, in the college football playoff, you're going to have to have a quarterback that can sit in third and nine and consistently deliver for you. Sure. Yeah. Because the guys across the street or across, across the field from you in Stetson Bennett, Max Duggan, Caleb Williams, I made this point before. They're going to do it because they've done it all year. They've done it in previous years. That's just who they are, right? So now JJ's got to grow up fast, and he hasn't been put in those situations consistently, right? To your point, Clint, he hasn't really been asked to. So it's going to be interesting to see. Can he, from a talent standpoint, it factor, everything you name, step into it? 100%. Believe in that as well. I think he's he's talented as all get out. But you got to start seeing some development in terms of him playing the quarterback position. Yeah at a next level and Jim yeah. and the funny thing is I think Jim knows that too yeah I, I mean just just from where he's been what he's been around he knows that too so we'll see how it shakes out yeah I love it because look here's the deal is the really the the only wild card like true wild card from a player perspective in the college football playoff ranking top six right now is JJ McCarthy mm-hmm. it's the only wild card I mean everybody else all the key players you know pretty much who they are and and you know the quarterback can sit back there and deliver. Now JJ McCarthy, he's a guy that I feel like if you give him if he, you need eight eight yards on one play, 
and, and, and late in the ball game, he's going to find a way to go get you eight yards. But is he going to play a half of football where he's got to go out there and be surgical against the top defense? I, I don't know. I don't know if that's there yet. So I, I think we, we've made our point. I mean, ultimately, yeah. Michigan, they, they won with big plays. Can Purdue this week force them into having to sustain drives in order to beat them? Can they force J.J. McCarthy in a situation that had to go 12, 15 plays, possibly turn the football over a couple of times, and then on the flip side of it, Aiden McConnell's going to have to light up the scoreboard in order for this for this ball game, really, for Purdue to, to have a shot. Um, I, I mean, I, I love I love where your head's at, though, man. I, I mean, from a from a big play perspective, and and the ability of this of Michigan to be able to sustain drives is uh, is a big win. But shit, man, that's still that's still a, a wild card for a top ranked football team. All right, let's jump into this um, SEC championship real quick. Um, we, we got LSU. Nine and three at Georgia, twelve and zero. Um, look, I, this is one. This is a ball game where I don't give LSU a shot. Heck, I don't give LSU ain't got a puncher's chance. You look at their last three ball games. Um, Arkansas's backup quarterback in the game, and one of the worst defenses in in the SEC. And it's a 13-10 ball game. LSU ends up 13-10 winning that ball game. Then they go, they beat up on UAB 41-10. And then AM, which again, if you watch that LSU game, AM, AM, they 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 look like the better team for four quarters. I'll put it to you like right. that. Yeah. Um they, they look like the better football team. There wasn't no to, smoke and mirrors with that game. No, 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 no. It wasn't. They they were able to bust it open late with the defensive touchdown, but 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 that was AM was the better looking football team. There, I don't give LSU a, a puncher's chance. Like I don't think they have a snowball's chance in hell. If I'm being completely honest with LSU playing Georgia, where are you at with with uh, LSU's chances? Yeah, to me, this is the only like if you're going if you're going to lock something in, you want to talk about the the picks that I the secret sauce picks that I'm getting. I ain't going. I ain't getting fucking. I ain't getting out of the box here. Fucking Georgia, dude. Like I think Georgia's got this one. Um and, and it goes back to a lot of the reasons that I talked about previously and some of the things I said, you know, when Georgia, when Georgia has to handle business this year, when, when it's been like, all right, you'll have all the eyes on you. You got to handle business. Georgia's came out and handled business. Yeah. It's a mature. It's a maturity that I think Kirby's brought to the program. They've developed. I think Stetson Ben has been a big part of that in his journey. I think the team rallying around him and his, you know, like I said, his journey and story, it's very reminiscent of kind of the attitude they have. I think when the lights are brightest, they show up. They're gonna show up this weekend, and and LSU uh, better be ready to better be ready to play some defense, it, it, like physical defense, yes. not, not not like actual defense, but like physical body defense. Because I yeah. think these boys are gonna be out, be out here pissed off. Hey, hey, let me ask you this, man. Stetson Bennett, I was yeah, hard on I was hard on Stetson Bennett. I, I think I was it hard was as hell on him too. I think it was justified, bro. They were throwing the ball like ele- on an average of eleven times a game until until he started lighting the lighting college football on fire late in the season, and then just made a fool out of my ass. Mm-hmm. I'm a big Stetson Bennett fan. Um, at this point, I mean, I've always been a fan, but 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 aside of uh, the, you know, kind of what all went down last year, I got a feeling that me and using the same boat on this one. When I saw Stetson Bennett. On Good Morning America, it looked like he was. It looked like he had just put his last, uh, last uh, look, little uh, rattler of, of dirty water down, and yeah, went on yeah. Good Morning America and was talking that shit. I fell in love with Stetson Bennett, man. Right Dude, then and there, I was like, caffeine this, and nicotine, boy, got him right. He was ready to go. 
Hey, my man was hung over and hard up, baby. He said, he, he, I mean, he looked him dead in the camera and said, huh? What, yeah. what you say? <laughs> oh, I mean, he was slow motion. It was great, man. But I, I fell in love with Stetson Bennett right then and there, man. I, I tell you what, I think Georgia's in regardless of the outcome. I, I, look, I, I don't think LSU has a chance, but, but either way it goes, I think Georgia's in regardless of the outcome. Here, here's my big question. And my boy Ron to show Ugly, who I do uh I do daily radio with down here, he hit me with this Monday, and I was like, man, get the hell out of here. You have lost your mind. But the I went back and rewatched the Ohio State Michigan game one more time. And uh I like what I saw from JJ a little bit more than I did the first time. And I got to thinking about this. The question I got about the SEC championship is. Does how impressive does Georgia have to be to keep the number one spot? If Michigan beats Ohio State and then turns around and just skull drags Purdue in a Big Ten championship, can Michigan overtake Georgia for the number one ranked team in America? I don't think so, man. I mean, I think when you look at Georgia's Georgia's uh, resume throughout this year, and again, I hate I hate doing that. But I think that's really the only thing that you can use in this type of argument here. That's the only that's the only historical data you can leverage in this in this conversation. They beat the college football playoff ranked number one team in the country when they were the number two ranked team in the country in Tennessee. Um, that that win alone, I think, is massive. I know you're talking about a two three matchup with Michigan, um, but I mean Georgia to me has just They've survived. They've done it in a good fashion. Yeah, they got a couple. They got a couple wrestling matches, but they pulled away. Um, you know, I, I I don't think if Georgia if Georgia wins by 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 seven points or more, I don't even think it's a conversation. Now, if you're talking like a like a tussle, you know, maybe you could throw it out yeah. there if it's a one two point game. But I think if Georgia does what they're supposed to do, which I think is going to win more than more than a touchdown. Um, I, I don't even think it comes up. Or it should. I tell you, I, I just I, I said the same thing on Monday and it, and my partner threw out his his his, you know, pushback. And I mean, you look at, at Michigan beating Ohio State, you look at where you look at where Penn State's ranked right now. Yeah, um, I mean, it just and you look at kind of how the SEC hack the SEC, especially the East with Florida and Kentucky falling off. That hurts. That hurts. Um Georgia's resume that that what I think is typically builds an SEC resume that middle of the pack you know that that middle of the yeah. pack those wins are typically better than everybody else's and this year that just ain't the case with yeah. with those teams falling off and so um it, it is it is closer than you think I agree with you I think it's Georgia I, I don't know that we see it even be a discussion point but if Georgia plays LSU a three loss football team tighter than they should and Michigan and JJ McCarthy look impressive and, and blow the doors off of Purdue. That's going that's going to end up being a, a, a big tale of of can they who is the number one seed and who's the number one seed in America come uh, college football playoff time. We'll see. Um, I think that's the biggest question for me coming out of the SEC championship. Um, not not a whole lot of Georgia is in either way it goes. LSU doesn't have a have a chance to get in even if they do beat Georgia with three losses. They screwed that up last week. So, all right, let's jump into this um, this Big 12 championship, man. I, I'm, I'm excited about this one because, obviously, this is one of the two Power 5 championships that a winner, winner 
you know, the the ranked team TCU. If they beat Kansas State, they are they are in the big dance, and that there's no if ands or uh, buts about it. But you got K State. Um, with three losses, they lost to Tulane early in the year, 17 to 10. They lost to TCU earlier in the season, 38 to 28. And they lost to the University of Texas, 34 to 27. And then obviously TCU is, uh, is 12 and 0. Um, the interesting thing, cause I know a lot of people point directly back heck, to the, the TCU Kansas state game that happened previously. Mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's the game when Martinez, their starting quarterback, went down, correct? Correct. I think they may have been even – I think even the second-string guy might have got banged up or something too, but I know they were down at least one quarterback. Well, this this is the game where Will Howard came in, and and, and my point is not to let Will Howard or Kansas State off the hook. They, they lost by 10 points. It is what it is. But this is the football game that – a quarterback has to go in and play with zero preparation. Yeah, right. And, and it, he played TCU to a 10-point ball game. I think that's pretty damn impressive. And I, as yeah. I look at a rematch, that that matters to me. Like now the guy's got – he's got games under his belt, really good games under his belt, mm-hmm. and he's obviously going to prepare for TCU this time that they play him. I, I think that's a factor in this in this rematch. My biggest thing has always been it's hard to beat a team twice. And I've said that yeah. over and over again. It was why I went into the national championship game last year riding with the Georgia Bulldogs. I just think it's really hard to do it, especially at the college level. Um, you know, in the same season. To me, I think that's I think that's a very, very key point that you just made, Clint, and one that everyone should 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 pay a lot of attention to. You know, because I think even Adrian might be kind of halfway good. Whoever's playing at quarterback, it's gonna be they're going to be prepared and they're going to be ready for it because they have the experience now. Um, and then on the flip side of that, I think this TCU team, although they've won kind of in similar fashions consistently with the exception of really this Iowa state game where they just blew them out the water. Um, you know, they, they like to make shit interesting, man. And that's what scares me is, is it's just, I, I, I feel like this could be a, this could be a, a wrestling match and, and a kind of a ground and pound type of game. Um, you know, and if they if they fuck around and let these guys hang around, man, I think K State's got a shot here. And that's this this is why I love this this matchup and the next one we're gonna talk about are really intriguing to me because I think that the ramifications of this for TCU, the ramifications of a loss for TCU are are massive. Like I don't think I don't think TCU even I, they drop out, they're done. And that's crazy. Really? They're a one loss football team. I think they're done. Yeah. So you think it's that you think it's that cut and dry? You think a one loss TCU like a one loss TCU is out, even though they lost in a championship? And you think out. I'm assuming you think Ohio State's in, Ohio State or Alabama. The only reason I make this statement is because I, I think you can. I, when I say this, I think you'll nod your head a little bit, and and I'm not going to take full credit for this. My 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 cohort Joshua Perry brought this up, and I think it's a great point. Hey, bro, it's about the money, dude. The last you go back and look at the last five most watched last five weeks the most watched teams top two or three has been alabama or ohio state for the past five six seven weeks when it comes down to it viewership for these games is going to be big it's a business if tcu fucks around and gives them an excuse to get them up out of there and replace it with somebody who's who's going to get 
a ton of a ton more money from media eyes on it and and, and buy-in yeah it's going to happen that's just the reality of it in my in my eyes that's the business of it that people tend to not think about do i think it's fair absolutely not um but it's going to be a factor um and i think if you if you say it's not you know cool we'll, we'll see what happens you know what i mean and I, that's why i think this is a must win for tcu if they want to make it yeah, look, I, I love you for saying that because I'm, I'm on that wagon all day long, brother. I, I just I, I think it's about the money and I think that's the, the brand on the the logo on the side of that helmet matters, man. And, and I, I think it, it's taken into account big time. Now, I do think that TCU can afford to lose a ball game and still be and, and still be in the college football playoffs. Um, I, I, I would I would hope that they would still put TCU in, but I don't disagree with your with your point at all. Um, let, let's, before we move on from Kansas state and TCU, by the way, we're going to pick all these ball games at the end of the show. So I don't want to ask hack what, who he thinks going to win the damn thing <laughs> before we get to it. So hang your ass around and, um, and, and, and see, uh, who we actually think is going to, is going to win this thing. By the way, I'll, I'll reset it real quick. Powered. We're powered by bet rivers. You can find us on the Sirius XM app and don't forget to, um, to check our merch store at fieldof68.shop. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. One, th one quick thing before we leave this K-State TCU Big 12 championship game. On the Heisman front, Max Duggan, you think you think he gets you think he gets the invite? How you feel about it? Bro, that dude's been balling, man, hundred percent. And this year, really, to me, the the Heisman hasn't. This is the longest it's taken, I think, for somebody to to kind of separate themselves. I think that somebody is is Caleb Williams out there at SC. The last two games that he's played have kind of had more national eyes on it. Um, he's gonna have another chance this weekend to do it as well. But I, I think that this has been real wide open, man. And, and you've had some disappointing performances, however you want to look at them, by C.J. Stroud, a couple of the other guys that were at the, that were front runners. You know, Blake Corm's hurt, um, may not play in this Big Ten championship game. Mm -hmm. Something we didn't talk about, which is another big factor. Um, you know, so I think some of these favorites kind of dropped off and, and it's really turned into whoever wants it. I think this guy, Max Duggan, dude, you look at him, what he's done, how he's led the team. He's got an undefeated TCU horn frog bidding for a chance to play in the college for a birth to college football playoffs. Yeah. Um, playing real well. Love his story. Numbers check all the boxes. 
moments kind of check all the boxes. He was the guy that was kind of having these Heisman moments, but they weren't Heisman moments yet because they weren't they weren't talking about TCU, and I don't think anyone knew TCU would be in this position. Um, so, you know, he, he's he's shown it all year, and um, you know, without a doubt, you better get that guy to New York. Yeah, I think I think he should at least get an invite. We're, we're talking over three thousand yards, twenty nine touchdowns, three interceptions, sixty six percent completion. He's rushed for three hundred yards and and five touchdowns. And I tell you, those numbers aren't real gaudy when you start looking at some of these other guys we're going to discuss. But but I I do think there's something there about nobody had TCU, nobody had TCU being a college ball playoff even fringe team before the season started. Um, that's a university that – I mean, when was the last time when Patterson and him had them boys in, in the Dalton. conversation? Was that – what year was that? It was Andy Dalton. It was 2016, wasn't it? 2016? No, dude, shit, that was the older – I mean, maybe maybe they had a conversation in 2016, but – 2014? They, when they were on the Rose Bowl with Andy Dalton, man, I mean, dude, that's – Well, it, it was the year they got – it was the year they got left out. But but anyway, my, my anyway, point yeah. is my, – my point is this. Is Dang, Adrian, help us out, man. Shit. <laughs> throw a damn, damn raft over here, they, man. They, uh, <laughs> give me a second. Give me a second. It was whatever year Ohio State won the national title with Ezekiel Elliott. It, it was that year because that, they got in instead of TCU when, when TCU was, was running wrecking shop. But yeah. anyway, my, my point is – That was is, 14. Yeah, there you go. So, so my, my point is, is this kid took over a program that had no business and isn't a program that's typically in this position – Preseason, they had no business being there. New head coach. Um, and, and there's clearly an intangible, he is the rock dynamic to, to him and Max Duggan in, in terms of yeah. kind of who's driving the ship. And he's got TCU in a championship ball game undefeated. I, I think he, he at the very least deserves an invite. Now, like you said, it took it took some of the other guys uh, spitting a bit here down the stretch. But, but I, I do think he... He deserves uh, an, an invite. All right, let's bump onto this this Pac twelve, this Pac twelve football game, Pac twelve championship. Utah is sitting at nine and three versus USC sitting at eleven and one. Um, can USC afford to lose this ball game and still be in the college ball playoffs with two losses? You know, here's the thing is, I, I don't think so. And the only reason I say this is because when, to me, when you leave your own destiny up to other people's interpretations, you're doing yourself a disservice. And I think, I think both USC and TCU at this point in time, if they just go out and win the damn game, they shut everyone the hell up and it's done. The conversation's over. There's no conversation yeah. to be had. So that should be the focus. Um, and that's how I would approach it. And that's why I say that, no, they can't afford to lose this. Cause I think if USC, if USC trips up and they're a two loss team and then TCU trips up and they're a one loss team. And then you factor in all the other bullshit that I mentioned, like you got Alabama and Ohio state knocking on the door who've won <laughs> national championships in yeah. recent fucking memory. Right? Like they ain't going to just be like, ah, feel good story. Yeah. You USC Lincoln. Good yes. job, man. Two losses. Get up in there at four. No, like they're going to replace you with, with two programs who've done it. Right. And who are going to get eyes on it. And it's for a ton of, like I said, there's a lot of other reasons to go into it in my opinion as well. So it's like, for me, both these teams should be in must win mode because at the yeah. end of the day, that needs to be their mindset for the next three, three, uh, three game weeks is must win. So yeah, um, this this is the beginning of it, and I think they need to start shifting their mindset right now. 
Yeah, look, I, I don't think there's any way that USC gets in having having two losses to the same team. I, I think I think there's yeah. an outside there was there was an outside shot at one at one point this year where a two loss football team could get in. Hell, there's still an outside shot with Alabama sitting out there. But when it's all said and done, I don't believe a two loss football team to the same damn team and in, in a and one of those losses came in the most recent um recent ball game, which was the Pac 12 championship. I don't think that team can get in. Um, so I think this I think this one is a must win for USC. I think TCU can still get in with a loss. I agree with you it's a long shot. I agree with you it's going to be it's going to be iffy. USC, I think that I think it's I think it's yeah. it's it's a, it's signed sealed and delivered. They're not getting in. How about this right here? I was reading a little article in this Pac-12 ball game. Tell me what you what you read into this. It was an ESPN article. And in the very first paragraph, hack, it says it's quote this guy's quoted, right? It's the it's George uh, Klivkoff. I, I'm assuming I'm saying that right. I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, but I think that's right. Um, Pac-12 commissioner, right? In quotes, bro. And, and this is, by the way, this is the first paragraph of a review of the championship game. In quotes, I think it's incredibly important that one of our teams make the playoff. If you're Utah, I mean, look, he 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 then. Uh, quickly said i'm not pulling for either team in this in this game like he quickly put <laughs> his, that, that was the next quote but i thought damn if i'm utah i feel some kind of way that the commissioner's going out there and going hey man it'd be a really good idea for anybody involved to make sure that usc gets in this son of a bitch yeah and i'll be honest with you though on the flip side of that if i'm utah i'm sitting there like man fuck them usc <laughs> ran for the money with the big 10 fuck them Let's, let's let's show them who's let's show them who's got this USC and UCLA said I'm going to the Big Ten. Hell yeah, let's start this raid right now. We may not go to the playoffs, but this is our, this is our shit. That's what I'm doing. I love it. Yeah, I was reading it and I thought, damn, that's that's ballsy right there. But hey, look here, George Klavkoff. I guess you can say whatever the hell you want to say, my man. Hey, yeah. uh, another we got another Heisman Trophy candidate in. Um, in, in this game as well with, with USC quarterback Caleb Williams. Um, my question for you is, is basically, does he have the Heisman locked up at this point in time? I'll, I'll shoot some numbers at you real quick, Hack. 3,700-plus yards passing, 34 touchdowns, three interceptions. Again, 66% completion, which I always, I always throw completion percentage in there, Hack, because I don't think people realize how difficult it is to complete 66 to 70% of your balls over a yeah. 12 game span. Holy shit, are you kidding me? Dude, I mean, these dudes insane. These dudes are throwing the ball at a crazy clip, man. Um, but anyway, yeah. Uh, that that was his passing and then rushing 350 yards and 10 touchdowns rushing. This dude's got over 4,000 yards responsible for, over 44 touchdowns that he's been responsible for. And if you watch the damn games, I think I think there's I think there's three guys in America right now, and I may uh, four. There's four. I'm sorry, I just thought thought of another off the top of my head, and I may be selling a couple short, but I think there's four guys in America right now, quarterbacks that when you watch the game, they're 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 never out of it. I I, I think it's I think it's Michael Penix Jr. The kid in in Washington is is my the one I just added by the way. There's Caleb Williams at USC. There's Bryce Young at Alabama. 
And I'm going to save my fourth one down the road. Don't go to guessing, damn it. I'm going to save my fourth one for down the road because we're going to talk about him here in a minute. But when you watch Caleb Williams, if it's a one-score ball game and there's 30 seconds on the clock, I'm betting on Caleb Williams. I'm betting he's going to get them in in position to score points. Where are you at on Caleb Williams in terms of the Heisman Trophy? You think he, he locked this thing up? Bro, he's a bad motherfucker, man. He's good. Like, when you just watch him play, dude, like, he's he does things naturally. He's such a good natural feel. And then, obviously, you rattled off all the statistics and all that shit. Like, and the, and the nice thing, too, is he's had three weeks now, ranked opponents, national stage, where this this, this year in, this back, in the Pac-12 championship is the last one of, is the last one of this run. It's going to be perfect for him in terms of like just the stars aligning for being able to run away with it. Because I think, I mean, he's always been this out there all year, but I just don't think that all eyes have been on him on a consistent basis because he's on the West coast. And you're talking about, you know, two thirds of the country over here, like asleep by the time they kick off their primetime games. So, um, you know, being able to get all eyes on him and really show what he's been doing, uh, I think has brought it up and that's, I mean, it's natural, man. The conversation starts going, the, the coverage, Oh yeah, this guy's going to win the Heisman. And then pff, it's viral as shit. That's how we, that's how we live in right now, but he's backed it up with the way he's played. And I think he'd be a great representation of the trophy and of that award for college football this season. Um, you know, I, I can't, I can't think of another person who at this point in time is more worthy than him. Yeah, I agree, I agree wholeheartedly. I just there, there's just certain dudes that you watch and 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 if they're close late, you know they're going to win it or you, at least you want to bet on it. That they're guys that you watch and you go, "Man, if I pull this guy out of this lineup, this team is significantly less than they are right now." I mean, they're nowhere near the team they and that's are. The other damn thing, man. I mean, dude, they they brought him in from Oklahoma, dude, last year. Like he, he he came in and took over an entire locker room with another twenty five transfers that came in there, right? Like this dude came in and just like owned a team, took it, and that's the intangible side that I don't think a lot of people look at when it comes to the Heisman. But like when you look at the entire picture of what he's doing, where he's doing it at, and the circumstances in which it's occurring, yeah, like fuck, man, like, that's hard to do. You know how it, like you go to, yeah. you go from one locker room to another, man, just to assimilate a little bit's kind of hard at times because that's a People don't understand unless you've been in those, man. That's a tight group, and they yeah. don't they don't usually open up doors real quick, and especially at that position. For him to come in and take ownership right away and dudes to trust him and play the way he played and have guys, to your point, because I think I think a lot of that, like, quarterback always in it, right? I've yeah. said this, and I still stand on this. The quarterback position is the most dependent position in sports, and I think there's a little bit of that magic when – Everybody in that huddle looks at that dude and says, yeah, we can get this done. It elevates their game in those crunch time moments as well. And I don't True. think it's something that you think about or see cognitively. You just think it's the guy that's doing it right. But I can speak to this, like looking at a guy who can make a play, like I'm sitting there going, when it's crunch time, that's who I'm going to, right? And I'm going to do everything in my power not to fuck his opportunity up. Yeah. I think yeah. he's done a damn good job of doing that, man. And like, that's that's just my outside, like, not trying to be the normal wave look at Caleb Williams. But when you look at the entire picture with this man, it's been damn impressive. That's that's good shit, man. I mean, that, I've never I've never looked at it that way. But when you I know where you're coming from, from a perspective of a guy that it just validates it validates the success that the team's having overnight because the team's not having an enormous amount of success strictly because Caleb Williams is. Right. 
is is the, the a generational talent. They're they're having an enormous amount of success immediately because he has an intangible to go along with with those physical gifts. That's that may be even more impressive if we're being honest than the physical gifts themselves. Uh, another another thing about about Caleb Williams hack that I think I think we can from a from a former quarterback perspective can can lean a little bit into I've seen a lot lately of the Caleb Williams that's the play where he's running around in the damn pocket and, and ends up running and sliding to stay in bounds so the clock keeps running and all that and everybody says this is the Heisman moment right and, and and this is one of his Heisman moments however you want to couch it and I don't disagree it's an unbelievable play he looks like a men amongst boys right I don't know what that feels like uh, I never have had that feeling ever in my life, um, but it's impressive to watch. But I watch Caleb Williams, and what makes me football horny, quarterback horny, if I'm being honest, is the play where he slides up in the pocket and he slides back in the pocket, and then he slides back up in the pocket. You, you can tell he's he's dialed in downfield. Mm-hmm. And then, like, right before he crosses the line of scrimmage, he backs up. And he dumps the ball without ever resetting his feet. It's all arm. He dumps the ball five yards downfield to the sideline to his running back, and his running back goes in for a touchdown. It's another one of the highlights they keep playing. That's the one, that's the play to me where I go, that dude's different. Yeah. That dude, that he and Bryce Young are the two dudes right now where you like that play right there. That's not normal. I don't, I can't, I feel like I was born to throw a football. I, I'm pretty technically, mechanically sound and pretty gifted. I, I I just like that's not normal. Like that's that that's ain't normal thing. on Sundays, hack. That shit ain't yeah. normal on Sundays, bro. But that's the crazy thing, though, man, is when you look at the best doing it on Sundays. And this is a conversation you and I are probably going to continue to have after I after I say this. But the quarter the positions changed, like the the frame of like yourself and me, like big honking dudes dropping back, seven step hitch, throw throw shit on timing. You know, we're like the games change. Defenses are getting too athletic. They're, they can they can do too many different fucking things. They can disrupt timing too easily. Like you need to be able to make plays like that, right? And it, it's almost it's more of a point guard. Like the quarterback position has become more of a point guard than it has become of a of a dynamic uh, or or like or like power player. Like yeah. you're just spitting shit and distributing, right? And then if you have that extra that extra arm talent or that extra big playability on top of it, great. But you know, the guys that can really fall into that concept of timing is out the window. I can see the, I could see a little, but see a lot within the field, have a good natural feel for where their checkdowns are and where the soft spots are with a good understanding of zone defense, and then be able to just at any point in time, be ready to spit the ball, whether their feet and body and everything's aligned or not. Like there's a, there, there, the, the games, the position's changing and that's the direction it's going. Like I should, I, I I would have been a fucking tight end if I knew this, but I <laughs> like hey. I, I'd have been out there today ah, if I knew hey. this was coming. Feel good hey. about that position. I'd have been a linebacker or a fullback with my little fat ass. So, so I, yeah. I I'd rather be a tight end, brother. But um, I mean, but I mean, damn, dude. Like if I knew that was coming. So, but my point being is, is I think he's a perfect representation of it. I think. Bryce is a perfect representation of it. I think when you look at the NFL, you see Patrick and the things he does, even guys like Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, you're seeing the evolution of the position in terms of people being able to do things off schedule, off timing, make plays, 
but then also do on timing when they need to, but it's becoming yeah. a less, a lesser percentage of the game. It's good. It's now about creating facilitating. Yep. And I think, I, I think Caleb Williams is a perfect example of that. We, we, we got to move on, but, but heck, I, I love, I love the analogy of point guard. Cause I, I agree wholeheartedly with you. Um, the position's changing. Um, but, but my only pushback is yes, it's changing, but there's only a handful that can do it a certain way. You know what I mean? Like, but that's what everyone wants, right? Oh yeah. Everybody's looking for that. But, but when, when we look at what's going on in the NFL, you mentioned Pat Pat Mahomes, uh, Josh Allen and Justin Herbert. I mean, off the cuff, I may be missing one. I do think Lamar Jackson's like arm talent relative to what I'm talking about is way underrated. Like he's special in that category. Um, but, but like, there's just very few dudes that can do what Bryce and Caleb do, even at the, at the league, like Dak can't do it. Right. I mean, that, Dak Dak can play the position, but the, the shit I'm talking about, Dak can't do yeah. it. I mean, that, I mean, you, you look, I mean, I, I think one of the old heads that like, like Brady damn sure can't do it. One of the old Matt, Mac Jones can't do it. One of the old heads that can do it, but he's hell his arms about to fall off is Matt Stafford out at, at, in LA. He, he could do it if he wanted to, but you look around the league and it's like, yeah, that's the way it's going. They need guys to be able to do that. But the truth of the matter is when we, when I'm talking about doing it instinctually and doing it yeah. effortlessly and doing it like in your sleep, who man, Caleb yeah. Williams. And, and, and right now the two dudes that I feel like are, are special at, like to a whole nother level are, are yeah. Caleb Williams and, and Bryce Young. Yep. Yep. All right. Let's, let's, uh, let's jump into the ACC title game real quick, man. Clemson, Tim, this is a ball game, by the way, that I think a lot of people are turned off by because it's a 10 and two Clemson team. That's underwhelmed for the most part. Um, and a nine and three North Carolina team that's hey, really, let's be honest. Clemson's lost two of their last four, and North Carolina's lost their last two. And this is a championship game. So I, I could see where some people would would be a little bit turned off by this ball game, but I, I'm I'm intrigued, bro. Like when I when I look at this ball game, I got two questions. What does Dabo Sweeney do at quarterback? And what does it do to the Clemson Tiger football team? Yeah. Heck, if the young dude, if the young dude plays, and I don't know, I don't know what Davo's going to do. So look, if I'm off base here and Davo's already said right. something and I missed it already this week, then yeah. let me know. Yeah. If the if, if Davo plays the young dude and they come out there and this offense looks like nails, it's going to be a beautiful thing for the young dude, but it's going to be a bad look and a bad conversation about Clemson. What does Dabo do at quarterback for this particular championship game? That's a big question. Yeah, listen, here's here's my take on that. Is is I, I mean, I'm sure it could happen, but we've seen the young dude in spurts, and and it ain't like he uh, he brought anything more than an emotional burst to the agreed game at that point in time, right? He didn't do anything more like from an execution standpoint. I think the offensive woes at Clemson are much deeper than the quarterback position. I just think that, to your point, and I think something that you're getting at without quite saying, and I think you'd say it if you'd agree with me after I say it, is that if you're a guy in that locker room, if you're a guy in that offense, who would you want to play for at the quarterback position? I think you'd want to play for Cade Klubnick rather than DJ at this point in time, right? Um, And again, 
that's just me on the outside looking in. I don't have any inside knowledge in the program. I don't know how DJ's like. I'm sure people like him, right? Like, I'm not trying to knock the kid because I, I, I try not to do that at our position because I know how hard it is. But, um, you know, I, I think that's a big factor for, for, for Clemson. And for me, this game is a big <laughs> – it's a damn big uh, uh, game for Clemson because you're talking about a program that has perennially ran this conference for the past decade. I mean, just I – mean, I'm talking own the conference no for question. the past decade. And experienced a little turbulence last year. <clears throat> and honestly have experienced similar turbulence this year with like a hostess that actually was like on the microphone calming everyone down a little bit sometimes. So they need to win the ACC this year to like at least keep the program on track. I think if I think if they lose the ACC this year, Clemson, I'm not going to say it's going to be taking a big step back, but Dabo's going to have to do his best job coming into next year from a coaching standpoint in terms of bringing that program back, getting the right guys in place and recruiting because he's not going to have the, you want a couple rings, jump on this ACC train, the same shit that Saban and them were doing when they were running. They've evolved. Dabo's going to have to evolve a little bit now, and this game's going to be a big factor with it. I I, I can't wait for this, man. Because I I do, I agree with you from a perspective of, of, Klubnik is a is a kid that goes in there. His head's spinning like it, the game is moving yeah. at a NASCAR pace, and and he's moving at a snail's pace. You know what I mean? Like it is, it's going. But when when heck, you were one of these dudes, man. Like when you yeah. got these when you got these four and five star type dudes that are that are elite, man. Going out there and putting one game together that ain't a stretch. That's not that's not odd, right? Like. If 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 Klubnik gets the the nod here, which he should, if Klubnik gets the nod here, and he gets the starter reps all week, and they put a good game plan together, they got better dudes on offensively. He it wouldn't surprise me if he didn't go up there and light the light the damn championship ACC championship on fire. And if he did, man, great, right? Like I'm not like I'm not knocking it, but DJ was one of them dudes too. So like to me, like there's just I, I, me watching this Clemson team. The issues are deeper rooted outside of the quarterback position. Could they play better? 100%. But again, I think what they're asking the quarterback to be Superman consistently, I don't think they got a Superman in that room. They got a lot of dudes that could play Robin, but they don't have a Superman in that room. So, and that goes back to your point. There ain't many of them walking around college football. Ain't many of them walking around the yeah. NFL. Yeah. Um, and, and, and guys like that, need a supporting cast and i don't think clemson has the supporting cast that clemson has had <clears throat> take that out of it if i'm Dabo, he's got to make a decision here i'm with you he's got to make a decision like he's either going to keep playing the the political game and bullshit with like dj and like here we go he's got to get a little more cutthroat like like his yeah. like his mentor like saban like he's got to get a little more cutthroat with this decision and say this is the direction the program's going or this is the direction the program's going because it, it, uh, to me, they they are at a crossroads right now. It may not seem like that for people inside the Clemson program, but to me, outside looking in, like they're at a crossroads because these teams are getting better around the conference, yeah. and and their ability to get better fast is extremely, extremely escalated with the comp with the transfer portal and all this other bullshit that's going on. So yeah, I mean, I I, I think I think Cade Klubnik should be the guy in Clemson moving forward. I, I don't. There's no reason to keep hanging on DJ at this point in time, in my opinion. I, I, I think even if it's just a guy that, that everybody else raises their level a notch because he's in there, hey, I, I think that's – yeah, yeah, I think that's, yeah. I think that's worth it. And then you just live with the 
you live with having to bring a kid along just like Jim Harbaugh is doing at Michigan and just yeah. like, hell, just, you know what? The guy across the damn field, Mac Brown at, 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 uh, at, at North Carolina is having to do it with Drake May. That's where I want to go. Drake May was my fourth guy here, here, heck. And, and I'm he's not put, a, he's he's a baller too, man. Come on, Chief. I'm not I'm not putting him in the category with Bryce and Caleb. I'm not doing that. I'm not at all. But but when you watch this football team play, again, I've watched more North Carolina football than I care to care to admit this year. Um, when you watch North Carolina play, they've always got a chance for one reason. And that's because Drake Mays at quarterback. Check these Number numbers real quick. <clears throat> Come on, Doug. Damn straight the defense. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me okay. hit you with these numbers. Drake May, real quick. 3,800 plus yards passing, 35 touchdowns, five interceptions, 68% completion. And I ain't done yet. 630 yards rushing, six touchdowns rushing. I mean, again, 41, 41 touchdowns responsible for. Hell, this kid right here has got 4,500 yards damn near that he's responsible for. I mean, that's – Drake May is why I'm watching this football game. Who who starts the ball game at quarterback for Clemson? And then I want to watch Drake May for four quarters and see if against against superior uh, opponent can he go out there and, 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 and go balls to the wall and win a ball game. How good do you think his Drake May kid is? He's really good. And I think I think he's going to be you, you. You make a great point. He's going to be the factor because to me, to me, like I said, this North Carolina team has Gene Chizik up there sweating bullets every fucking time they go out in the field. So, uh, from a defensive standpoint, so they need to they need to. Clemson is going to have an easier path to success on offense, and I think Clemson's defense is a little bit scarier than a lot of the teams that that North Carolina is used to playing. Right, scarier at least on surface value, right? They could present some issues from a pressure standpoint that makes the quarterback position hard to play. Drake's going to have to play well. If they can score points, they're in it. Got a damn good chance to win it. If they have a hard time scoring points like they did last week and the week before that, and that defense can't stop a damn nosebleed, and Will Shipley gets going, and Clemson controls the, controls the time of possession, I think Clemson does what they need to do and handle business, right? So I think it's going to be a team effort. But if you give Drake May enough opportunities and let the kid go spin, he's going to spin, and he's going to, he's going to play well. I think we get a shootout in that ball game, and I'm telling you, I, I, I'm it, it would be cool as hell to watch Klubnik versus May in that ball game. <laughs> and I and I know I know I know Klubnik may, maybe has no business being on the field. Klubnik versus on. May. Come on, baby, let's get, get it cranking. Clint Sterner train. He's going right through. He's going. Let's get it. Let, let's get. <laughs> let's get it. Let's get it popping, baby. Hey, real quick, I'm gonna bust through these games, Dagan. Real quick, Ohio State um, sitting at home. Ohio State and Alabama. I'm gonna tell you this real quick because we got to buzz through them. Ohio State needs, I think, needs USC to lose a ball game. I think Ohio State, in order to get in. I think they're in no question about it. If USC, if USC loses, I think it's questionable if TCU loses. Uh, I don't think Alabama has a puncher's chance to get in this ball game. I don't think that they get in over a one-loss TCU or a one-loss Ohio State at this point in time. Although I do disagree with anybody and everybody that doesn't take into account the way that Alabama lost. I heard Paul Feinbaum or somebody the other day say, "Well, I can't let out. I can't talk Alabama's way into this college football playoff because of who they lost to and how they lost." I beg to differ. 
I beg to differ. If, if, if we, we got to look at Ohio State losing by three touchdowns, and we got to take into consideration that Alabama lost by a combined four points to two teams that are in the top 15 right now. Absolutely, yeah. it matters. I don't think Alabama can get in. I think it's a, I think it's a, a lost cause and a wasted conversation. But Ohio State needs a USC loss, and I think I think they're in at that point in time. All right, boys, let's uh, let's pick a few ball games real quick. What do you say? Let's pick a few ball games. We're gonna go. Let's go Hack, you're, gonna, you're gonna go first. Yeah, we'll bring Dagan in this piece. Um, we're gonna go. Hack's gonna go first, and I'm gonna go, and then uh, and then we'll let we'll let Dagan jump in, um, and and because I'm sure he's gonna end up. Uh, with a winning record somehow, some way. The guy, the guy that keeps track, he always it's, it's, he always it's a 10 wins. 10-0 record, Clint, this week. You you pencil whipping son of a bitch, you. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's uh let's pick these games. Let's start out. Hack. North yep. Texas at UTSA. Meet me. Yeah, I'm riding with the fighting Trevor Knights, dude. Down there, UTSA. I'm Come on. with them. Hometown team. He's been all he was big on them all last year. Give me the Roadrunners. I, I'm going. I'm going with the Roadrunners as well, man. I, I, uh, I, I just. I mean, they're both two Texas schools, so so I can. I mean, I, I could probably go with either one of them, but I, I'm gonna be honest with you. The UTSA, um, Jeff Trailer, their head coach, is is a guy that I got to know when he was at Arkansas. He's an East Texas guy. Um, I think he's a guy that's gonna he's gonna get a head job at at a, at a Power Five sooner rather than later. Uh, probably should have already signed an extension at UTSA. So maybe he likes the Texas Hill Country as much as I do, guys. Maybe he just likes to be there, and he's gonna he's gonna hang out at UTSA. But I like Jeff Trailer uh, and, and and UTSA, and I cannot wait to watch their quarterback. Is it Frank Wilson? Harris. Frank Harris. Harris. Frank Wilson. Frank Wilson's UTSA coach before Jeff Trailer, by the way. Great recruiter out of LSU. I think he's back at LSU with uh, Brian Kelly anyway. But Frank Harris, I can't wait to watch him uh watch him play. He's 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 a stud now. I uh I know more about uh UTSA than I do North Texas, so uh, give me UTSA. <laughs> <laughs> Simple. That's easy. All right, let's go uh heck, Toledo yeah. versus Ohio. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't tell you how much Maction that I've watched other than like the Tuesday nights just for background noise. Um, but I'm going with Ohio. I'll, I'll ride Ohio as well. David, who you going with? I'm going with Toledo. And the reason, the reason. Holy Toledo. <laughs> the reason Ohio's quarterback, uh, Curtis Rourke is out for the season in this game. Been a big part of their, their offense. He's out for this game. He's been out. Yeah, but he's, been, he's only been out since November 22nd. That's been like two weeks. So give me Toledo. Oh, that's, that's old news, Dagan. It don't matter. Give me Toledo. What about, what about uh, Toledo's quarterback? Just give me Toledo. <laughs> <Next> <laughs> <time>. <laughs> All right, Coastal, Coastal Carolina at Troy. Who you got, Hack? Uh, I got Coastal Carolina. Again, Ooh. don't know much about it, but um, I'd rather be at Coastal Carolina than I would Troy. I'm gonna let you have a. I'm gonna let you have a redo. I'd like Coastal Carolina as. Uh, I like to live at Coastal Carolina as well. But uh, I believe Grayson McCall is out. Uh, they're starting quarterback. They're they're all everything quarterback. So I'm gonna ride with Troy. Well, Grayson McCall may be out. We don't know yet. I think he's game time decision. But uh, I don't care. Give me Coastal Carolina anyway. Heck, let's 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 go. Oh, because wow. who doesn't who doesn't want to go to Coastal Carolina? I mean, let's go. 
So I told you, dude, I'd be a golfer at Coastal Carolina if I could do it all over again. I mean, ain't that right, guys? If you had to do it all over, like I I dog cussed my father today for multiple reasons, multiple reasons, if I'm being honest. But a couple of them is that son of a bitch didn't put a golf club in my hand or a guitar in my hand. Yeah, at an yeah, early yeah. at an early age, you big earn, you son of a bitch, you those <laughs> two things right there. There's no reason it shouldn't have happened, and I blame it on you. Um, but I would love to do either play music or or uh, golf at Coastal Carolina. All right, we'll move on. Fresno State at Boise State. Hack, what you got? All right, my guy Jake Hayner's back. <clears throat> give me uh, give me Fresno State in this one. Oh wow, this is on the blue turf, isn't it, Dave? It is. This is a home game for. Uh, I'm going Boise State, baby. Boise State. Uh, if this if this game would have you going, Dave? If this game would have back in August, give me Fresno State every day of the week and probably twice on Saturday. Uh, but Boise State made a change of coordinator, change of quarterback. Give me Boise State on the blue turf. Hey, hey, Dave. If a frog had wings, he wouldn't bump his ass every time he jumped. Man, I'll get to the damn point with you. You got Boise State. I got Boise State. Mm-hmm. He also got a delay. He also got a damn delay. All right, UCF, Central Florida at Tulane. Heck, what you got, boss? Hey, man. Tough to beat a team twice in the same year. Give me the fucking green wave, baby. Let's go, Tulane. <laughs> hey, I'm going with Malzahn. I don't give a shit what nobody says about <laughs> Gus Malzahn. That's my guy. I love Gus Malzahn. I'm going with Central Florida, brother. What do you got, uh, Dave? I'm with Hack, man. Give me the green wave. We've seen UCF in the group of five or, you know, the power six, New Year's six, whatever. I want to see Tulane up there. Give me, give me the green wave. Okay. All right. Let's bump into some of these power five matchup, boys. Clemson versus North Carolina. Dabo Sweeney, I tell you, versus Mac Brown in North Carolina. What do you got, Hack? Oh, man, this one was hard. I took a lot of thought process into it. But ultimately, to me, it's going to come down to uh, Clemson's defense is going to come out and give give UNC some problems, I think. Maybe not problems Drake May can't overcome, but still enough problems because them guys that they're rolling out on defense over there in in, uh, Carolina blue and white, uh, I ain't got too much confidence in them. And I think, you know, you, you could roll out Club Nick, fucking DJ, I don't give a damn at, at, at quarterback. I think Clemson can still move the damn football. So I'm going with the Tigers. <laughs> As long, what you're saying is it, it doesn't matter what their offense looks like. If North Carolina's defense is on the other side of the ball, you're <laughs> – and, and Clemson's hey, defense comes to play, and, and, too. And it's, it's a fair it's, point. It's about the defenses. That's what I'm hey, saying. Hey, look, I, I'm, I'm going to go exact opposite. I watched Clemson somehow, some way, pull off a shootout victory in overtime i believe it was correct me if i'm wrong guys against wake forest i don't believe this team's got two of those in them i don't believe it i believe this is a shootout and i think north carolina drake may i I, not that not that we're not already talking about his ass but i think he carries north carolina to a victory in acc championship and i think drake may is the talk of the acc moving forward give me them north carolina tar heels baby yeah uh clint it was in overtime you were correct um and uh, I'm going with North Carolina as well in this game for that exact reason. The shootout against Wake Forest. Wake Forest they will do it. Drake May, North Carolina, they can do it. Give me, give me the Tar Heels. And apparently I'm the betting advice guy on this show between the three of us, which 
if anybody's watching, do not take my betting advice. It's not, it's not good. Um, but over under in this game, 63 and a half. Give me the over. This game's going to be hey, a shootout. The over in the North Carolina game is what uh, producer Dagan has for the bets right there. Betrivers.com for anybody out there that needs to needs a place to bet. I forgot hey, there's um, another one in here, by the way. I'll go back to it. Coastal Carolina, eight and a half point underdog. Give me give me Coastal Carolina. Obviously, I picked them. So give me uh give me Coastal Carolina in that one. Regardless of all right. Hey, hey, Dave, real quick. I, I'm eight for my last eleven. Is that good? Yeah, yeah, that is good. Okay. I was just wondering. I need to check my Bet Rivers account and see kind of where it's at because I'm sure it's I'm sure it's I'm sure it's a pretty good number. All right, let's jump into that. A lot better than than than, uh, than most people. Well, I mean, I, hell, I you know I'm I'm doing pretty well down here. I don't, I don't usually don't check my balance, so I'm not I'm not worried about it. All right, let's uh let's go into the slide into the rest. <laughs> hey hey let's slide into, that into this uh, Big Ten hack. Let's slide into this Big Ten. <laughs> oh shit, Purdue. Damn. Purdue versus Michigan. Who you got, Hack? Oh fuck, dude. Oh man, I hate to do it to my guy Aiden, but hey, let's. Um, I got I got Michigan winning this one. I got them handling business. But like I said earlier, I'm gonna be watching this game and would be about ten percent not surprised if Purdue made it a ball game. But I'm going with Michigan. I got a question, um, uh, and I should know this, Dagan, but but I apologize. I'm I'm working off of a different different uh, deal here. The line in this ball game is what? Michigan minus seventeen. This game's going to be closer than that, Chief. This game's going to be closer than that because of what Hack and I just the fa- I felt pretty good about my Michigan take about the the big plays and there there wasn't many sustained drives and you got a young quarterback that hasn't proven he can do that. If Purdue comes in there, in fact, Ohio State playing all that damn cover zero late in that ball game, or, or, or in that ball game at all, was 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 the biggest mistake I've seen in a big matchup like that in a long time. Purdue comes in there with a different game plan. I would take Purdue in the points for all of my betters out there. However, we're talking straight up here. I'm going Michigan and JJ McCarthy. Yeah, I'm also picking Michigan in this game, but I am with both of you. It's going to be closer than 17. And I would not be shocked at all if Purdue pulls this off uh, and pulls off the upset here. And I know there's a lot of Michigan fans in the in the in the chat right now. They're not gonna be happy. To pulls hear it that. off. Pulls uh, it off. Yes, you heard. You is heard that me, what you Clint. said? You heard me, Clint. That's what he said. You, you heard, heard me, Clint. Dave, you heard trying me. to put you trying to put your hog on the table at the end of the season? We, we're trying to prove you already got no. a good record. I know I do. I know that's I do. He, I'm picking Michigan. Do, I'm dude. still picking Michigan. But I'm saying I wouldn't be shocked if, if Purdue. Because I, I too much of a bitch to pick, to pick Purdue. That's what it is. I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I am. You're right. I am. I am. I but, know I'm right. But we, did, right. Hack and I, did uh, talk about a pregame. I wouldn't be shocked at all if Purdue, if Purdue pulls this off. I'd be, I'd be shocked as hell. But all right, SEC championship, LSU versus Georgia. Ooh, they coming down the track. I'm going with Georgia, man. I heard that. I heard that damn. I heard that damn chant so many times in Indianapolis last year. It's staying in my brain. I can't. I can't stop now. Here we go. Let's go, Bulldogs. Yeah, look. I, what, what's the line in this one, Dave? Uh, seventeen and a half. Ah. Seven. Hey, look here, bro. You could give me twenty-eight. You give. I mean, I, I, I'll give. I, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. Sorry, I've I've, I've had a little uh, I had a little uh, 
little eagle rare boy. Hey, hack. Is that worth the damn cheese? Yeah, that's pretty good. I got a little bit of his Angel's Envy, too. I've had a little yeah, eagle. Yeah. Oh, I'm about to give me a little bit of that. Hey, so so here's the deal. 28 points. I'll give you 28 points, and I'll take Georgia. So, straight up, I'm damn sure taking Georgia. Yeah, yeah, I'm not an idiot. Give me Georgia. And I, I'm maybe with Clint here. I, I think that Georgia blows him out. Not even close in this game. I don't think Georgia I mean, wants – I don't think Georgia – I know that this may, there may not be a conversation between Georgia and Michigan, but in this game there will be no question who the number one team in the country is. I will say that. Guys, the best thing LSU does is their quarterback scrambles. They, they've pieced some things together now because Brian Kelly's a lot better than I gave him credit for. Best thing they do is a quarterback scramble. That is never a good recipe in an SEC championship game against Georgia. All right. The two big boys, the two that, the two that have definite ramifications, Utah – Versus USC Pac-12 championship hack. Who are you riding with? Um, I got the Trojans. Caleb Williams. That's it. Yeah, you know this one. This one's tough for me, hack, because I last time these two teams played, that's pretty bullish, man. I felt really good about no chance in hell. That Utah could 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 win a shootout versus USC, and I'd be damned if I didn't watch that game and it became a shootout. And Utah, they emptied the clip, Chief, and 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 won impress and won an impressive ball game. This is hard for me, but I'm gonna ride USC. I think USC wins this ball game, gets in the college football playoffs, and uh, and, and and tops Utah. But it's. It's tough for me to bet. What? It's tough for me to bet this one. I, I I take USC though. What do you got, Dave? Well, the line is USC minus two and a half. In case you're Ooh, that's a little bitty number. I am going with USC as well because heck, it is tough to beat a team twice. And oh, no, well, hey. wait, 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 hold on. And Utah shouldn't have beat USC the first time. It took a couple two point conversions, going for it on fourth downs a couple times. Give me the Trojans in this one. Utah shouldn't have won that first game. It took a lot. For them to win that first That's game. a great – that is a great point, man. They they, they, they they had to go for two. I mean, they, they did a bunch of shit that typically is not going to – All it takes is not to work, and we're talking a whole day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. tight end have, like, something stupid, like 300 yards or yeah. some bullshit like something that. Like it was, like, oh, 180 he's a, yards. He's the bad, bad dude. Did you yeah. see that some bitch hurdle that guy last week or two weeks ago, whatever that was? He hurdled a guy and went 20 more yards for a touchdown. He didn't hurdle a guy and then fall down. He yeah. It was nasty. Yeah. All right, so we all got USC in that ballgame. All right, um, Big 12 championship, K-State versus TCU. Hack, who you got? Man, <clears throat> you got Cinderella. You got them boys down at K-State that, to me, have always kind of been like the outcast, the bad boys of the, of the Big 12 down there. And, you know, good for a little rumbling, bumbling, stumbling. Um, I'm – Personally, going with the K State Wildcats because it's hard to beat a team twice in the same year. Oh, you two, shit. You two are killing me. And uh, I just think TCU's been playing with fire too damn much all year. I know people say, oh, yeah, they blew at Iowa State, but it's fucking Iowa State. They're a shell of what they were last year. Um, and I think they did what they were supposed to do for the first time all year. So uh, really expect this to be a damn good ball game. And I think um, with a little bit more preparation at the quarterback position, whomever's pulling the trigger for K-State, it's going to end up being being good for them. Appreciate their run. Happy for them. Max Duggan, hell of a job. 
But it ends on Saturday at K-State. That's that Big Ten blood talking right there. He wants that damn, that damn Ohio State in there. <laughs> hey, 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 if, if Will Howard doesn't start for Kansas, they ought to fire that damn head coach is what they ought to do. He, he, they, he has not – look here. He has played unbelievable, and he hadn't lost a game, first of all, that he prepared to play in. Martinez got back in, I believe, in that in that uh, Texas game that they lost along the way. Will Howard has absolutely balled out, along with Deuce Vaughn. That they're, they're a much more difficult team to beat with Will Howard playing right now. I mean, what we've seen as of late, in my opinion. Um, now, with that said, I'm going to take my man Sonny Dykes and TCU Horn Frogs, baby. Come on, man. TCU's got to run the table. We got to get that new blood in that college football playoff. I like TCU in this ball game. Dagan, who you got? Well, Clint Hack said it best. It's hard to beat a team twice, but that only applies to the Pac-12. Give me TCU. Get TCU in the college football playoff. Sonny Dykes. Let's do it. I'm, I'm riding the Horn Frogs. I've been the guy all year. It's been like they have to lose eventually. You know what? Maybe they're just good. Let's go with the Horn Frogs in this one. I am so hey. excited about this week. <laughs> It's Back unbelievable. Championship so weekend. I'm stoked, man. Hey, I tell you what, next time y'all want to bring all that all that damn coach speak with that hard to be a team twice. Just, hey, just, just get just get Whitfield back on here so I can so I can hear all so we can all have a little little uh, coach speak party, will you? Well, you I wasn't my plan coming into it, but then hack kind of, you know, you huh? me a little bit with that. Gosh, <laughs> damn, you two. What are we, what are we doing? We here? had a long conversation Pardon. before the show when so y'all know damn good and well ain't, ain't what happening during the regular season. They got shit to do with these damn championship <laughs> games that are rematches. Hack, you, you're the king of that. Oh, I ain't got nothing to do. I don't have to do the season. I ain't got now all of a sudden hard to beat a team twice. You <laughs> son of a bitch. You. All right. Now, Hey, I appreciate everybody out there uh, joining us. Uh, I wish we could go another hour, but I don't think that, that my wife is in there with a nine month old baby and hacks, hacks wife's upstairs with old bun in the oven. It. uh, we better get on. We better get on attending the business here. So appreciate everybody for joining us. Uh, Field of twelve after dark. Make sure you stay plugged in. Again, we're powered by Bet Rivers. You can find us on the SiriusXM app, and always, always, always check out our Field of sixty eight dot shop. Uh, our merch store at Field of sixty eight dot shop. There's a really cool shirt on there that has cussing and discussing on the front of it. I don't know who came up with that, but it's a it is a really really cool shirt. I wish everybody out there would go check out. Until next time.